Monday. Um, so we might not stay true to our game that we made six years ago today. But was it six years ago yet? Not no, not, not not like six years ago today, but like oh, like <laughs> I got real excited there for a second. <laughs> the range like 2017 ish range. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have lots to talk about. Um, we are the second round has started. We are done with the first round. Uh, we're going to recap the last game of the first round that happened yesterday. Um, talk about some of the second round series that have already started and the two that will start uh, one tonight and then one tomorrow. Um, but we're going to start with the greatest game seven performance um, in terms of, I mean, overall point volume that we've ever seen from Steph Curry. Um, it reminded me a lot of the Kawhi game seven versus Philadelphia, where he kind of looked around at the team and realized Clay doesn't have it tonight. Liggins doesn't have it tonight. Draymond was pretty good, but he's not someone who's going to be scoring all that much. Um, and w- Wiggins, to be fair, did a lot of other things. Wiggins was playing. He rebounded well. He played good defense for the most part. Just the scoring wasn't there. Um, and yeah. so Steph kind of looked around and said, I'm going to have to take, you know, close to 40 shots. And he finished with 50 points on 38 shots. Um, it was really more about the drives than it was about the shooting from three. Um, he did he did hit, I think, five or so threes, but he had so many drives where he was making tough finishes. And it's just, I mean, we talk about this sometimes, but he just gets no calls, like, at the rim ever. Yeah, like, no, he, ever. Like, any anyone else – like who's a top five player is getting these calls and he's just, he's just getting hammered. He gets it's battered. They don't yeah. call him. They never call it. Um, yep. And so the Warriors, I mean, they really, this game ended as a blowout, but it could have been over in the early third quarter if they had started actually making their free throws. And it was weird. Steph was missing free throws and uh, Wiggins and Clay too, mostly. But um, it kind of started out where there's sort of, Sometimes in these game sevens, especially for the home team, there'll be these these random role players who are heroes. And like Terrence Davis looked like he was going to be the one. He had, he had back-to-back threes in the first quarter. I think he had three total in the first I quarter. Was so hype. You yeah. know, like, oh, this is this could be like one of those games. We've seen it with we've seen it um going way back to, to Shane Battier with the Heat, we've seen it with Kelly Olenek in game seven. Um, and then another another example that I came up with was Abaka in that 2019 game yep. where he, he I think he only he had like 12 points or something, but he was just the, the only other guy who was showing up for them and they needed all of it. Um, it wasn't, there were some signs that, you know, the Kings were kind of showing their depth. Sabonis was played a lot better in this game than he has throughout the series. Um, we didn't talk about game six. Um, that was on Friday night, but um, the Kings kind of roared back and it got really scary for, the Warriors team that had to go now went on the road with, you know, 36 hours later with Curry already playing heavy minutes and Draymond playing heavy minutes and all that stuff. Um, Clay at halftime was just one for 10 in this game. Warriors were only down two. So you kind of think like at that point, you were kind of feeling okay about the Warriors considering how bad he was playing. And he never really did much better. He got a huge four point play to end the third quarter basically. But um, that was his only real notable moment of the game. Um, Fox picked up his fourth foul in the early third quarter. Um, I don't know how much that had to do with the outcome of the games because Curry was kind of cooking anyone on him. But um, really, the two keys were Curry's epic performance and then 
just how many offensive rebounds Kevon Looney got where I don't even understand how he gets some of these. He's like, not, yeah. he doesn't have like the inside position. Like, it's not like he's like boxing out Sabonis to where he's closer to the basket. Like he's kind of like the ball will come to him and he's like, he's like prevent. It's, it's almost like he's like preventing Sabonis from jumping while also not jumping himself. And he just gets his hands on so many of them. And then he'll get like three offensive rebounds in one possession. So yeah. it was really just him and Curry, just them getting them winning the possession battle because of that. And Curry only had one turnover, which was a huge point in this game where, you know, the Warriors, when they do struggle, it's a lot of times because of the turnovers, they, they barely lost game two and had like 23 turnovers, which we talked about right after the game. Um, and it just kind of ended, it ended in a blowout and Curry was excellent. Um, the Warriors as a team had 13 offensive rebounds in eight minutes during stretch in the third quarter. So they're just getting extra possessions and giving Curry extra chances. Um, and then it was kind of over, like halfway through the fourth. You're like, the Kings aren't coming back and they're kind of dead here. So overall, a pretty anticlimactic game, but we got to see uh, one of the most most points in the game seven ever. Um, and just a guy whose team and coach and knew that he was going to have to go this deep to get this game. So it was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, all-time stuff performance. Uh, it's kind of funny because I think, uh, was it like an episode ago or two episodes ago, we were kind of talking about like, oh, like Steph hasn't really um, had like these yeah. kind of moments. Um, I, I honestly don't remember if we mentioned it in the episode or if we were just texting about it. But yeah, I mean, like he had the one against Boston last year, but like outside of that, like it's you don't see these just insane, especially like just, you know, scoring, you know, 45, 50 points from Steph um, in the playoffs. It, it just doesn't really happen. Um, but yeah. I, mean, I don't think, he, back, likes, I think, he, I don't think he likes to play that way. Like he, no. Yeah. And, and a lot of times he doesn't need to because they've been so dominant, but um, yeah, you've seen, no, I think it's funny. Well, I was going to say one of the ones that we forgot to mention last time was him against Toronto. I think he had 47, but it was in a loss. So we kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It was when they were playing uh, the boxing the only other time. And they just had, and they had nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is before Katie came back. I think that Katie came back. It was in the game three, the game four at Golden State. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where he was like taking a lot of mid range shots and stuff. But I think yeah. you've seen like in the recent, like you weren't seeing these crazy performances in 2015, 16, 17, 18 because because it was just all the the guys they had, and he could he could sort of be a distributor and and take what the yeah. defense gave him rather than attacking. But you've seen as their roster is kind of they've lost some of the depth that they had and um, it's gotten more expensive giving the guys the money that they paid pool is a giant contract. Now Wiggins does too, obviously Draymond Clay and Steph. Um, he's kind of having to reach, reach back, um, reach, reach deeper for these performances. Um, and, you know, we talked about last time how the, the best player in the world spot is vacant. And yeah. I think there's a pretty good case to be made that it's Steph until someone takes it from him, whether that's beating him in a conference finals, if it's Jokic, or um, I don't think I don't think I would put like LeBron or or Davis ahead of him if they were to, if they were to win this next round. But um, just someone going on a run like that, winning the MVP, winning the finals MVP, and winning the finals could be from either conference. But um, that's how I kind of feel. I think I think you're gonna have to take it from them if you if you want to prove that you're the best player in the world. So there's just a bunch of guys that that are eligible that can still do it that are alive right now. But 
um, yeah, really grueling some series. The Kings showed that they belonged um, winning a game six, especially on the road when um, you could kind of just feel that, like, I think we all thought the collapse was coming um, after yeah. the Warriors took game five on the road. So um, they proved they belonged, disappointing uh, ending for them. But we've got this Lakers-Warriors series now that we'll get into. I mean, you can't say enough about Steph did and what, what Steph did in game seven, but, I mean, just go watch it. Like, the, the drives, the, the, the threes, it was just masterful no matter how inefficient it might yeah, be. And the- <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't just, like, the threes and, like, it wasn't like, oh, everything's just falling for him today. Like, no, he was going out. He was working. Um, he was doing a little bit of, yeah, everything. And, I mean, he was going ISO at some points, which you rarely, rarely see. Um, and he was just packing guys, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, and in the end, they really had no one who could stay in front of them, and that was one of our yeah. questions when we first talked about the series. It took, took a while to get to that point, but I think eventually he knew that he could take over like this, so – um, now we have Lakers Warriors, which is probably the most, like, in terms of like star power and these marquee teams. This is probably the biggest like marquee playoff matchup that we've had since 2010, like in the finals, the Celtics and the Lakers. Uh, tw- 2016. But like, in terms of like marquee, the, like like the Cavs, with the markets were, involved too. Cavs weren't okay. really like a marquee like franchise okay you know okay yeah I'll, I'll give you that but yeah 2016 would be the other um would be the I other think that 2016 is the only other one that's even close yeah and i don't think it felt this way in 20 2017 2018 either no uh, with those no. the same matchups but um i mean these this series might be watched more than any play. final what you say? Oh, i was gonna say this series this series might be more watched than i think any final since like 20 like what 16 yeah like the viewership numbers are insane yeah no i'm sure the league's really happy that we got this um i don't want to say that there was any like reading because i think i think the better teams won both series um yeah especially with the lakers um but man this is going to be this is living at the rim versus living in the exterior the battle inside between you've got Draymond and Looney on one side and Ron AD on the other um you've got a Lakers lineup who's just huge now with Hachimura and Vanderbilt and all the size that they've added um matchup wise it's really interesting to think about how those bigs are going to match up but also the guards like if you're putting Vanderbilt on Curry versus versus maybe a Reeves um maybe Schroeder sometimes but I think there's a case to be made that you want AD roaming. So you're going to put him on a non-shooter that the Warriors have. Um, There's a case. Yeah. There's a case for um, you want Draymond doing the same thing. I think Draymond versus LeBron just in general is pretty fascinating right now, especially when Draymond's playing defense um, because they're like LeBron's not like he's at a stage of his career where like Draymond could probably stay in front of him consistently now um and he, he's turned he turned it on in the game in the game five and game six was kind of or game four in, in la and game six was kind of over really quickly but he's you could definitely tell he's picking his spots he hasn't been driving inside as much and i mean just the just the individual defense will be impressive with especially with ad and draymond and um like who guards steph i think it's a question um it's probably vanderbilt i don't think d is going to survive that at all 
Uh, Schroeder, <laughs> no. Schroeder <laughs> want more speed, but Vanderbilt, I think, is probably the better option. Um, Does he have the speed to match up? I don't know, man. Yeah, but I think your rim, like your rim protection, is so good that, like, it theoretically you should be able to protect the rim with Davis, even if Steph does get through. Um, but I could see arguments for Schroeder too, um, being being someone who can have a little more speed. But I, I mean, I don't think there's a good answer to this pretty much ever. Um, Where do you hide D'Lo? Play? You put him on Wiggins, yeah. but then I think they might just. I think they might put Ron on Wiggins, honestly. Yeah. If you, if you are, if you aren't going to, like, if you're going to play Schroeder, you put Vanderbilt on Draymond and LeBron on Wiggins, and then Looney and AD can battle. But, yeah. Um, but then D'Lo, I think Clay is, it kind of has to be Clay, like, at least among the yes. starters. Because um, I think Wiggins, like, I think Wiggins can take him. I think Steph obviously can take him. Um, yeah. And he's, too small for either of the bigs so um that's gonna this, be this could be a big play series then, though. yeah that's gonna be interesting if clay can clay can attack that off the dribble um and we'll see how much yeah. they even look to get that going because that's not really his game um but you're gonna see a lot of in game one and two i don't know how much you're gonna see of it like later but i, I think they're gonna try and if if delo does end up with that matchup i think the warriors are gonna try and see Try and poke that weakness early. For yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think it's going to be matchup. I think LeBron's going to try to hunt Steph in the pick and roll, and I think I think the Warriors are going to try to hunt Debo. And um, yeah. the the benches are pretty. Both are relatively pretty thin. I think the Lakers is overall a little bit better with what they've gotten out of Hachimura. But um, Divincenzo could be big in this series with defensively, and um, so could Gary Payton if if Debo is getting going. Um, as, as you did sometimes in the Memphis series. Do you just give the switch? Like, if LeBron wants to hunt Steph, like, why not? Just give him the switch and then just play, like, aggressive help. Make those guys make shots. Like, I, I would be – like, I wouldn't mind giving Vanderbilt, like, five threes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's probably the way to go. Um, yeah. Because I don't think – I think LeBron's more adept to, like, find those shooters and – or a lack of if, if like yeah. rather than he is going downhill all the time. Cause he's, I mean, he's got to conserve so much energy now um, just the way he plays. And if he knows that they don't have it, like you can kind of tell LeBron and Davis both, you can kind of tell within like the first minutes of game, like do, do, are they going for this tonight or are they kind of like saving themselves? So that'll be interesting to see the Warriors have home court six seed versus seven seed. Um, I'm really struggling with making a prediction on this. Um I would probably lean Warriors, but man. Like, yeah, I, I've been leaning Warriors, but like the AD stuff kind of like that to me, like he's an X factor. And then, yeah, like ultimately, I don't believe that the Lakers are going to be able to like match the firepower, but this could be a really ugly series. I mean, the, the Warriors didn't really score like super well in half court and they're they're gonna have that's what i was gonna say it's gonna be very different for them because they they're they've just played this team that's going past like all the time and the lakers series was kind of more of a grinded out and so i think i think it's going to trend more that way towards the grinded out because of how like the lakers i think they they like to get out in transition but i don't think they i think they know they can't get they can't play as fast as the warriors and expect to win so um yeah i'm probably i mean yeah it's, it's tough. I was going to say, I feel like it's going to play out a lot like the finals last year 
um, just with, you know, Lakers aren't as good defensively as Boston was last year, but I think it's going to be that kind of series where if the Lakers, Lakers can probably steal a couple games where they shoot really good and like you get a lot of buckets from Reeves, Delos hitting, you know, maybe even Vanderbilt makes a couple threes, stuff like that. Um, but I just don't, I, I can't see them like winning four games is a lot. Um, yeah. I just can't see them winning more than two. And the longer the series three, goes, yeah. it's really advantage Golden State. Um, and yes, for sure. The vials that you're putting on LeBron and um, Curry's conditioning is just, we've talked about it before. Like he just, he just can play as many minutes as you want. He won't get tired. I think Poole could be big coming off the bench if that's where they decide. Yeah. I think they, I think they will have him coming off the bench because you're going to have to match the size of the Lakers. If he's able to attack when Vanderbilt isn't out there um, and they're going to have to, like, if they, if they make like, if LeBron's out there and they're having him guard pool because there's just nobody else who can stay in front of him, like that could be, a, that could be a big uh, factor in terms of like the rest and stuff. That they're well, I'm just worried about pool. Like in the minutes that he's going to end up playing when AD and LeBron are on the court, like how does he, cause they're going to hunt him like AD, especially I think no, they, hunt should. Him. And they should. Um, That's yeah. yeah, that that'll be, that'll be the guy to hunt on golden state uh, even more so than Steph, but um yeah, I, I I really don't know which way I want to go with this. I'd probably I'd probably say Warriors in seven, but man. Yeah, I was gonna go Warriors in six, but like it's yeah, it's so close to call. Like I, I could see this series going both ways for sure. And there are a lot of worries on both sides. I'll I mean, look that. for you know, look for LeBron <laughs> and Draymond to get into it, like look for LeBron and Curry to get into it. Like it could, all that stuff could happen. Like suspensions could play a role. Like flagrant fouls could play a role. Like that, all that stuff is on the table here for such like a team. Like I think these guys don't, don't dislike each other as they did like four years ago, but they're still yeah. like, like you could try to mess with each other. And I think you're going to see that a little bit. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know if I have any. Well, more. I was... Go ahead. The only, the only other thing that I want to mention is, like, I feel like the early part of a lot of these games is going to be huge for Golden State because I think that's when LeBron's going to be kind of more, like, lax. Well, not lax, but, like, he's going to give up a lot more of the responsibility, like you saw early in the Memphis series where, like, you know, Schroeder and Belo and, like, they're going to be running a lot of pick-and-roll actions with those guys and AD. Um, and, like, those are the minutes that I feel like Golden State really, really needs to, like, lockdown get the stops you need to get and you know run in transition get as many easy baskets as possible and if you build up early leads like that's where i think the lakers are going to struggle um but yeah again like if i don't know if, if delo or you know again like reeves has shown he can do it but if uh one of those guys is like kind of cooking early then like that's when you start to get worried about the warriors because like you know like lebron and ad are kind of like kind of work themselves into the game i don't think like, I think AD is going to have a huge series, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's going to have a little bit easier time. Um, I think, you know, as, as good as Looney's been in terms of, like, staying out of foul trouble, like, I think this is kind of the series where, like, you start kind of worrying about Looney being in foul trouble, and then, like, then it becomes a real problem yeah. for the Warriors. Well, also, AD can pull Looney out of the paint, which Sabonis yeah. couldn't really do. And no. that could be that could be an issue with just – allowing the Lakers to score easily. Um, but I, I also don't think this, the non-Steph minutes are going to be nearly as big of an issue than they were no. in the Kings because you can kind of 
the Lakers will have stretches where they just look terrible offensively. And that's not really something that the Kings ever did. So, yeah. No. Yeah. A little bit more margin for error in this series for the Warriors, I think, than in the last series. Cause it's weird to say, but um, like, the yeah, Lakers, I just don't think the Lakers can kind of blow you out, you know, blow you yeah, out there's so much talent them. there, but like, I don't think they're like, you don't really feel as overwhelmed at times, I guess. I, I don't know. No, like you said, the firepower just doesn't seem to be there. You know, maybe it is there for one game, but like it's not. Well, the shooting definitely is. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Warriors in seven. Um, but this should be this should be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Warriors in six for you. Warriors and six for me. Yeah, sorry. I thought I locked it in. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I just – I didn't remember yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um, okay. Now on to your team. They oh, are playing boy. the Nuggets tonight. They're already down one nothing. Um, they kind of got their ass kicked on Friday uh, – or on Saturday it was. This is the yeah. continuity team versus the team built off of the trade. This is uh, – this is good versus evil. This is <laughs> this is relax yourself. <laughs> Calm this is down. <laughs> a math problem for the Suns that I'm very interested. That in is very true. If they're gonna fix, um, kind of math problem you can't solve. That's the essential question that we had coming into this. They shot five threes by halftime on Friday. Katie was scoring at will, like no one could stop him. Um, and they never really stood chance. Him and Booker had 56 combined, which I think is like, what would you really ask for? Like, I, I, like that seems pretty good to me. They were kind of never in the game. They shot 22, 38 combined, and it was like a 20 point game. Um, yeah, that's bad. They, yeah, Jamal Murray, I thought played pretty good defense for the most part, um, yeah. and even better offense. Um, they blitz Booker. Defensively, we were talking about this earlier. They, um, they're trying a lot of different stuff on the pick and roll coverages where they're not really playing drop. And I think the Suns want you to play drop because they want to get to that mid range with those three guys. Um, and Jokic didn't really play that well offensively. I don't know if it was because of Aiton or if he was just missing shots, but he had a lot of rebounds um, and good, good amount of assists. But in terms of like shooting percentage, you went nine of 21 which for a center you wouldn't really expect to see. Um, I mean, Suns finished with 23 three-point attempts. It doesn't look that bad, but the five in the first half really stands out, and it's you cannot play. I just, I just, I just think you can't play that way, like, today in today's league. And it's got to be, like, 30 or more the rest of the way. Because, yeah, I mean, you just can't, like – it doesn't matter if you shoot 60% from mid-range, like you're going to lose. Yeah, he just can't keep up. Um, and Denver has so much firepower, um, you know, and like they're going to be looking for threes. Pretty much all their guys, except for Jokic, is like looking for a three and even Jokic can't hit. So it's um, pretty pretty concerning. Um, that's probably the biggest thing um, that we talked about, I think, in, you know, after game one, that was the biggest point. And like, you, I mean, you texted me right after, I think that first half too, you're like, dude, this is bad. I wasn't um, even watching. I, I didn't even watch the first half. I was just like, this is like, yeah. I just looked at, I was like, this is the it one. It pops thing. out. Yeah. And then. Yeah. yeah. It is like, a shockingly low number. Like you could argue that Booker um, should be taking five threes in the first half by himself. Like, I, yeah. like yeah. I don't even, 
it's, it's just mind boggling to me, but um, I would yeah, say that, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, defensively, it feels like the defensive rebounding, um, you know, it felt like rebounding was a huge problem against Clippers early in the series too. Um, and probably would have stayed a much bigger issue had, you know, Kawhi stayed healthy too. I think it could have cost us a couple of games, um, but not could have cost a series. But uh, yeah, I think that's the other thing that like you gotta be able to to get on the boards. I think Jokic had eight offensive rebounds by himself. Can't just can't allow that. Uh, if you're eight, and like that's literally the biggest thing that he needs to do. He doesn't need to be the guy that needs to worry about scoring. Like the scoring needs to come from, like you said, more threes. Um, I don't know if that's Booker taking more threes. I don't know if that's trying to open up, you know, Craig or Kogi for better looks from three. Um, but you got to look for that offensively. But like Aiden's main thing, this series has to be like, you know, if, if he wants to prove himself this series, this is on the defensive end, this is rebounding, this is trying to get us extra possessions. I think uh, I will check the stat right now, but I'm pretty sure that Denver shot the ball just like many more times than us. Like it wasn't just the fact that they were shooting more threes, but they just had so many more chances with the turnovers and with the rebounding. Um, and that stuff, like, again, like against a good team, that's going to just eat you up, right? Like you're not going to be able to keep up. Um, cause yeah, I mean, Denver had 101 total field goal attempts. We had just a lot, by the way, you know, just, that just is a like, lot. In general, yeah. <laughs> like you don't really see yeah. over a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's, it's really bad. Um, and so, yeah, he's can't really allow that. And like you said, I mean, Durant was pretty efficient. Booker was pretty efficient. Uh, I think the most concerning thing out of those two was that they combined for 10 turnovers. You can't really have that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aiden finished with seven boards. Just, I mean, that's just not going to cut it, you know? Um, yeah. So a lot of things to fix. Uh, the pick and roll stuff was also interesting. I think I'm less so worried about that because that's more of like, a, okay, like, you know, CP3 and Book and like KD are like smart enough to kind of figure that out over the course of a series. Um, you know, there's a lot of like little tiny stuff, uh, Nikias Duncan, if anybody follows him on Twitter, which you should follow him on Twitter. Um, he had like a whole breakdown of the pick and roll coverage stuff that, um, Denver did in game one, um, that again, like, you know, they're putting Jokic on the level. So he's basically stepped up. And so, you know, you're not really getting the downhill charging like CP3 or Booker or whoever, um, which kind of messes with, yeah, what we can do out of a pick and roll. Um, and the spacing was really weird. And again, some of the spacing stuff was also that we don't look for those threes, right? We don't, you know, necessarily space out to the three-point line in the way that you kind of need to and don't really have the respect to space out to the three-point line the way that you need to. Um, Craig was huge in the first round with that. Um, he had like a lot of big shots, a lot of big right? threes. Yeah, like it was ridiculous. And <clears throat> like, I mean, we need that though, because um, he's one of the few guys on this team that really can shoot the three ball that effectively. Uh, still don't know what Shannon's doing out there. Um, no one really does. Uh, doesn't really give us anything offensively. Doesn't really give us anything defensively. Well, it's like, um, why play him over Damian Lee? Like that's like... I don't know. I mean, I would even rather see like Terrence Ross out there because he's going to take a three. TJ Warren's at least going to take a three. Like there's so many other guys that like, I just feel much more comfortable. Like, like it's not, yeah. And like, I'm just like, okay, like I get it from a certain standpoint of like, okay, defense is also going to matter, but like, I mean, you're kind of getting cooked either way. So like, you might as well like kind of feed into the offense. Um, so yeah, I mean, rotational stuff that I always kind of have a problem with Monty about um, kind of flared up and we'll, we'll see in game two, 
like on the other end, like, yeah, I mean, Murray was hitting a lot of tough shots. There were a lot of these guys that were like, you know, hitting tough shots and they're getting out in transition. So it's like easy baskets. And so like you cut some, like you trim some of that stuff down and like it comes a closer game and maybe you can get away with like more mid range stuff. But, um, <clears throat> you're just was also really much. good in this game. Um, yeah. 13 yep. Bruce Brown was seven for 11. Um, yeah. he's someone who get is going to get a lot of minutes because the defense defensive stuff, um, I do think if you're another thing to be worried about would be the Nuggets hunting Chris Paul, and we haven't seen that yet. And I think it could be yeah. tough. Um, Jamal is going to be cooking. Cooking. Going for that tonight. Yeah, this could. This is a huge Jamal Murray series. Um, yeah. Maybe more so than Jokic, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't feel good. I wouldn't feel good if I were you. I, I just. I don't I, feel good, man. I haven't felt good since the start of the playoffs. I, I picked mean, the Nuggets. Yeah. I told you. It was mostly because of the big minutes they're they're having KD and Booker play, um, and mostly KD. And I was like, the last time KD played minutes like this, he tore his ACL in 2019, which is true. He got to 30, right now, man. Yeah, he got the 36 last night, but they're playing every other day now, which was not the case in the first round. So it's only gonna get it's only gonna get no 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 no. We we got more rest. We got more rest this time because we're playing tonight, and then we don't play again until Friday. So I. Ooh, this changes things. What's the okay. series that's every other day? It's probably Boston. Celtics, Celtics 76ers every other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we time. went almost every other day in the first round. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, there was only great. like two days rest between game four and five. Yeah, that's all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's a little that's a little better. But I still think yeah, it's down two other screen. So must win. I wouldn't go that far, but okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean. If it goes long, like I, I still think advantage Denver. Like, I'm not like if we lose tonight, this is gonna be a rough week for me. Waiting until Friday, like I will say that I will be not feeling great. But I don't think it's must win. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, Denver's a tough place to play. They got the home seed. They you know have a lot more to prove than we do. So that's what it is. How, how do they have more to prove? I don't understand that, dude. Jamal Murray, that man has the biggest chip on his shoulder I've seen in my life. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's, that's a good that's a good argument. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's do Knicks Heat. We saw Game One yesterday. Um. Pretty exciting, kind of grinded out game. It's kind um, of fun. Yeah. yeah. Knicks Knicks athleticism kind of stood out to start with Toppin and Barrett. Uh, heart, heart got. Barrett was just cooking, Vincent, dude. Yeah, yeah. Barrett was Barrett was really good. Um, he's been. I mean, he was good in the last series, so he's kind of going up a level. But uh, Hart started and and guards Jimmy. Um, the Heat started hot, but then they went on a one for fourteen stretch um, in the first quarter from the field. Uh, they went zone in the second quarter. Uh, they were able to get a little closer by halftime, um, and then went up in the third. Some good shooting, good. Kevin Love, Kate Fitz, and Jimmy kind of got going. Oh, the transition stuff was great. Transition stuff from the the passes from uh, Love, Love to yeah. Jimmy, where he's just like a throwing them eighty feet. Um, and I think Jimmy Jimmy kind of recognized that that the Heat, I mean, the Knicks are cross matching to deal with to deal with Love and to deal with him, and so he would be leaking out as these shots are being are going up from the Knicks. And then he'd just kind of be ahead of everyone and get a dunk or a layup, which was fun to see. Uh, 
it ended up being a pretty close game at the end, three-point game with five minutes left. Um, Jimmy turns his ankle really bad. You see Coach Spo say fuck on the broadcast. Like, you can see him. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, immediately after, which was hilarious. Um, yeah. And he stays in the game. They go to commercial. He stays in the game. Um, but not believe it. I think the rest of the way. Or he checked out. Yeah. He checked out the game was out of hand. But, like, he stayed in through crunch time. Yeah. Um, and was just kind of standing in the corner. Practicing um, his little form. On offense. Yeah, practicing his form. Um, practicing the world. Tibbs really didn't go at him at all. Um, and which was unbelievable. Um, there was Dude. one time where the one time where they tried, they called, uh, I think it was Barrett for a legal screen, but there are lots of ways they could have attacked him with Brunson they, and it never happened. There was that, <clears throat> and then there was literally a play where I think it was Barrett and maybe it was Toppin on like the left wing. They get the switch, they literally have the switch that they want, and they don't. Like they RJ like called for a screen, and so then Jimmy was just able to switch back. It was the like stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I don't know. Like there is just no awareness there at all. I was losing my mind. I was texting you. I was. I, I just couldn't believe. It's it just dumb basketball. I don't know what they were playing. No, it did make sense. Lowry was huge to to close the game. He got a couple of strips, um, a couple of big rebounds, jump shots. Uh, Huge three from Vincent where he falls down. Should probably should have been a three point, a four point play because I think he definitely got fouled. Um, big block from Martin, and then the Heater up ten with three minutes left. And the game's just kind of over. Um, if you're imagine yeah. a Knicks fan in that building, you're like, what is happening? Like, um, you get you get this 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 sort of gift seemingly of Jimmy getting hurt. Um, and it, I don't really know his status for game two. It kind of doesn't seem like he's going to play. Um, I can't imagine he plays. So, which I think, I think the right, like the smart move would just be to send them to Miami like today and then just like get ready for game three. Um, so it looks like that's going to happen. So the Knicks definitely have a good chance to win game two, but like, man, like they haven't even like for, for the, for the Knicks, like the problem that they didn't face in the last series is that there are guys who can pull out Mitchell Robinson from the paint. Um, and I find it another, another point is, I find it crazy that the Cavs never tried to like hack him because considering he's a yeah. free throw shooter and just kind of mess with this. Larry was just every time he like would go up for a dunk, Larry's just like, fuck, like you're not gonna yeah. like score this. You're gonna yeah. have to earn him from line. Yeah. Yeah, no, which is smart. That's a that's a veteran yeah. thing and it's savvy. Um the Knicks kind of didn't, I mean, they didn't really attack Kevin Love, which I think maybe that's not a great strategy, but uh, the heat, the heat kind of, they kind of trapped Brunson, but it wasn't like super aggressive yet. And I think that could be coming. Um, and Randall didn't play in this game. Um, but when the heat do trap, trap Brunson, it's going to be like RJ and Hart making good decisions, making them fast because their rotations are so fast. And if Jimmy, um, when Jimmy does come back, he's being guarded by, you know, superior size but he's still like you saw in the third quarter of this game he's still able to go, still able to get to his spots and i think randall could be huge for the knicks if he's able to um like he he's someone that he's like the only other guy that you kind of have to worry about creation wise like rj's kind of not at that level yet um so like if they are going to trap brunson he's the outlet and bam can sort of pull robinson out to like the free throw line where, he's, where they like to operate 
with him in the elbow. So there's a lot of specific advantages that they have over this team that the Knicks didn't have over the Cavs or did have over the Cavs that they don't versus Miami. Um, so it's a yeah. Um, I, I was a little bit. The main things with Miami I was concerned about was the Vincent like trade off of like you need him because you need the scoring versus like on the other end like you're really struggling with him. Um, and in the first half, like they were kind of going at him repeatedly and it was just kind of buckets all day long. And like RJ was scoring almost at ease just because he was able to get to the rim pretty easily. They did a much better job sending help uh, in the second half. And like it again, like they sprinkled in a little bit of zone, I think. But like, I think they were just a lot more aggressive in making sure to send help and like kind of daring um, the Knicks into threes, which they shot seven for 34 from three. Um, Brunson was 0 for seven. Hart was 0 they're for not, four. They're a terrible three-point shooting team. Um, they, yeah, they like it's bad. Um, and like, again, like Miami recognizes that. Uh, I mean, if they get beat by a hot shooting night from the Knicks, like there's not really much you can do about it. But yeah. uh, you'd much rather that than like just kind of giving Brunson these like little middies, giving RJ, you know, space at the rim. Um, the Duncan Robinson minutes, man, that like they're bad. If he's not making threes, like that could cost them a game at some no, point. He's, he's someone that they kind of they brushed off the, the cabinet, like they dusted him yeah. off, brought him in for game four and game five of the monkey yeah. series and you can't and just too stupid he... to attack him um <laughs> maybe this is too but like if he's not making no, great, but, he has no impact. but the knicks are better like the knicks move the ball a little bit more than milwaukee like milwaukee's so much more stagnant and like i feel like with robinson like i honestly was more disappointed with his off-ball defense than i was with his on-ball defense like i think on the ball, at least, like, he kind of knows what he is doing. But, like, off the ball, like, he was just giving up backdoor cuts to top in. It didn't seem like he knew where he was going. Um, he's always kind of looking over his shoulder, but, like, looking over the wrong shoulder, essentially. So, like, he doesn't – he's not actually aware of what's going on. Um, and, I mean, yeah, those minutes were brutal to watch. Um, they almost – I mean, the Knicks did start to pull away there in the first half. Um, but they kind of – Miami, like, kept it under control – um and yeah i mean second half like you kind of expect spot to be able to like make the adjustments and like i, I would you know you expect him to out coach thibs but um still it was uh th- there are some like concerns here for miami that like you know the, the knicks have a lot to work with but like i think at the end of the day like you're just gonna have to like make some shots and like that's kind of what i've been worried about with this Knicks team the whole time is that like their offense does kind of stall out and like if it stalls out against miami all of a sudden then you got to make sure your transition defense is great because otherwise you're going to end up losing the game exactly like how you lost in game one where like, you know, the Miami just gets so many easy baskets in a row and all of a sudden like they have, you know, a big lead and you're kind of playing from behind the rest of the way. Yeah. I, I, the heat kind of just had that big third, that third quarter just kind of changed the game and their shooters got yep. hot and the Knicks kind of didn't adjust to some of the things that Lowry was doing to, to get up the intensity and, that's kind of the story of the game besides the, besides the Jimmy ankle, which I think will probably loom large in game two. I don't know if Randall's going to play in game two. I, I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird that we have nothing on that. Um, yeah. But, you know, he could be big for them. I think, I think I'd expect the Knicks to win game two just because of the being at home and uh, Jimmy. Well, not playing. 
So apparently Brunson and Randall are both questionable. Well, Brunson's not, what is Brunson? Like Brunson's not hurt. Like it's a sore right ankle, allegedly. So I don't know how bad that is. I feel like he plays, but I don't believe that. I watched the whole game and I didn't see anything. Yeah, it seemed like he was moving fine, but um, you never know. Yeah. Well, it's a fun. It's a it's a really physical series. It's a it's a throwback throwback series uh, and it's a, it's a good one so that's it's kind of yeah, someone said that uh yeah no go finish your thought i'll say that. it's kind of getting overshadowed like it's like everything is going to get overshadowed by this lakers warriors series that's coming oh yeah um, yeah and i think the east has proven to be like we kind of thought we kind of were thinking like oh the east final four is gonna be so much fun and it's kind of like the west is looking to be better right now um yeah. So I think that's, it's interesting how that's kind of flipped, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say like someone I think tweeted yesterday, like how watching like the East playoffs versus watching the West playoffs, like it literally seems like a different sport sometimes. Um, and like, I could not agree more. Like some of these East games are just, it's, it's a different style of basketball completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is cool, honestly. Um, no, I love it. Yeah. No, I really do. And I think that I think that was like the biggest example of that was probably the Warriors King series that was that was like the marquee one that was so fast so much scoring. I think Lakers. But even I mean the Clippers Suns. Yeah, yeah, Clippers Suns was a lot of a lot of threes, a lot of scoring. And I mean, yep. Knicks Cavs especially was just like a dogfight. Like, just yeah. no one was shooting well. Just big men, physical. Um, yeah. The Nuggets Suns is also you know up and down, great offenses. Yeah. Neither of them can really stop the other. So. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. The Celtics Sixers series that we'll talk about now has kind of lost some of its luster because Embiid is this game is like about to start and Embiid isn't playing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Doubtful. He hasn't been. I didn't, I didn't see anything saying that he was ruled out. But no, I, I did. Yeah, he got. Okay. Yeah. He, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, he will play with a brace when he returns. Whatever that is. Awesome. So they're going to start Paul Reed tonight. Um, apparently, Embiid didn't run at all, but I think it's pretty probable he's not going to play in game two either. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But man, this uh, this is two second rounds in a row for 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 Philly, where Embiid has missed both of the first game, both the first two games. Yeah. And yeah. they probably could have taken one of those games with Miami last year. Um, and I mean, this year it's kind of like. A, I probably would have picked Celtics in five either way. And now I'm definitely in, but that's crazy. You think? I mean, I would have picked Celtics in six, but yeah, I mean, five is that's crazy. It's not that much of a that, Like, you really, you, you don't think Embiid's gonna, I don't know, five just seems a little disrespectful. Yeah, I guess. I don't really, I yeah, six six is yeah. I, I would go six because because yeah. I don't like they did kind of let the Hawks back into it. Um, they didn't really put, yeah. put on their put on their yeah. throat. So, um, but man, I mean, if he misses the first two games, they should like these should both be blowouts. And yeah, these are games that you turn off at halftime potentially. Comes back, <laughs> yeah, comes back game three. I hate who knows? But you got Harden kind of dealing with something like a lingering injury. I think, I think Maxi's going to be incredible, going to have to be incredible for them to, to steal. I mean, I feel like they have to steal one of these first two games. And if Embiid's in play, yeah. either, it's going to be up to Maxi or like crazy yeah. performance. Um, I just don't really see it. So 
I mean, if we don't see like a throwback Harden performance, I just don't see how Philly like stays in the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Embiid could be dominant. Like Embiid could be dominant in Game Five, where it's two two and they win. Um, but then you're like, when you got Game Six at home in Philly, just all the history of that building, like you just don't feel good yeah. um, ever. So we talked about this with the Toronto first round series last year. Like you just feel like they're always gonna blow it. Um, so oh, generally, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Celtics are like minus five sixty favorites right now. It opened at yeah. it opened at minus three hundred. I was fully ready to bet. Like I, if it would have been like two hundred minus two hundred, I would have I would have bet on the Celtics like heavy, heavy, heavy. Right. But it opened. It was already in the three hundreds. Like this isn't even worth it anymore. So, no. um, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really know how much we can even talk about this because it's just kind of maybe it's not playing. It's yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know what Philly does. Um, you know, because, like, again, like, without Harden just kind of dominating and picking roll stuff, which, again, like, he also, like, Boston's been really good at blowing up his pick and roll stuff, um, at least when they played in the regular season. So I just don't know, like, what they do. I don't know how they score. Um, it's, like, the biggest problem um, without Embiid on the floor. Even with Embiid on the floor, like, I think they're going to struggle to score. So, yeah, like, I just don't see a way for Philly to win this series. And, like, that's kind of bleak, but, like, it feels like every other series I can at least see a case for both sides. This is the one where I'm just like, I, I don't know how Philly wins this series. Yeah, it's like you can't go small. Like, it, no. there's no, like, real solution to this. Boston's yeah. just, they have so much personnel, and Philly doesn't really have the one, like, the game-changing guy that can just push you over the top, like 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 a Curry. Yeah. Um, without yeah. a beat, they, they don't have that. Yeah. Um, and even with them be like it's so much easier to kind of like scheme against him than it is like a curry yeah, right? yeah. so um, i'm worried yeah i'd be worried if you're a philly fan if you're yeah boston, i mean the door like, is oh, open for boston kind of free ride the right title now. you yeah. either next round you're yeah. either if you can get through this you've gotten lucky with this and beat injury you can yeah you I mean, the Knicks have played them well before, but we saw this. We saw this Celtics team against the Heat last year, and it feels like the Heat are worse now than they were then. Um, even if Jimmy's yeah at the level, so um, yeah. you feel you would feel good in that matchup. And I think the Celtics roster has gotten better. So um, yeah, yeah, the path is open for them. We could see a Celtics Warriors rematch. We could see Celtics Nuggets, Celtics Suns. I think I think the West is definitely Celtics rematch. Lakers. Scott Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Celtics. definitely <laughs> like the West is definitely more in question. I think. Um, yeah, but the East, like, I would be feeling pretty good if you're a Celtics fan. Yeah. Um, is Nas Reed still better than Aiden? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it. <laughs> All right, oh, we're going in there. Dude, I'm so I'm so out on Aiden. 